Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 965 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, June the 14th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. You can find me, uh, the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked On Raptors. Of course, make sure you're subscribing to, rating, reviewing, supporting the podcast on all your favorite podcast apps. It's very much appreciated. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Locker Room. Download the app and join us this week on Thursday, 2 p.m. is when we're scheduling our next Locker Room. Download the app, get in there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. All right, on today's show, uh, I I promised last week when we finished up the season from Hell in Review that we would be turning our attention towards draft content this week. And we will be talking about the 2021 NBA draft later on in the week for sure. But for Monday and Tuesday, we're doing a different kind of draft. And it's kind of in honor of an anniversary that happened yesterday, the two-year anniversary of the Raptors winning the championship. Also kind of in honor of the end of a seven-year playoff streak for the Raptors and all of the success that happened in there. Uh, And as a result, we are going to be doing a fantasy draft today of Raptors playoff games from 2014 to 2020. We are leaving out the early days. We're just going the We the North era, as it were, the title era, whatever the hell we're calling it. We're going to draft games from that, five games each. And I'm joined from uh, or joined today by two of our favorite guests, two of our recurring guests. First up, it's Katie Heindel. Katie, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, sorry, the Purolator truck just revved up outside, so I was muted. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, say hello to the Purolator fellow for me. Uh, and uh, Vivek Jacob is also here. Vivek, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much, man. A whole bunch of sports, so I'm good. We got the Euros going on. <laughs> Novak Djokovic just won the French Open. <laughs> Enjoying the playoffs. So, yeah, I got no complaints. Yeah, yesterday really was just like a, a sports overload day. It was quite nice. Uh, you get the Blue just Jays. Just thrilled hitting. for Austria, gotta say. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm in it K- now. K- Katie's Team Austria with a big 3 1 win. Uh, yeah, it's good times. I'm currently watching Poland lose to Slovakia as we speak. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fully up in the in the Euro life as well. Um, do, you, do you have a team right. you're rooting for? What's that? Sorry. Do you have a team that you're rooting for? Uh, yeah, I'm usually an England uh, supporter unless Wales is in it. Uh, and then I'm a Wales supporter because I'm more directly oh. Welsh and uh, Wales is in it and picked up a nice draw in their first game against Switzerland. I don't think they're as good as they were when they made the semis four, five years ago, but you can only hope, I suppose. Uh, Lee, who are you cheering for? Oh, I'm a, I'm a Dutch guy. I've You're a Dutch, been guy. A Dutch guy. Okay. So. Exciting. The Dutch are very yesterday. fun. <laughs> hey, for better or worse, they will entertain. <laughs> yeah it was a it's delightful game goes. yesterday yeah uh <laughs> i also have like a pool that i'm in where i have four teams and i'm rooting for them i guess as well but uh 
less so because uh, you know i'm gonna lose it anyway uh <laughs> all right let's uh get into the to the action today we're doing a draft as teased off the top we are doing it's probably going to be a two-part episode just so the listeners know we're going to cut it off halfway through and uh continue on tomorrow uh but the rules have been set out for this draft by me the tyrant commissioner that i am uh it's going to be a five-round draft we're going to do a snake draft order i'm going to determine the draft order in just one second we'll get to that uh but the rules Rules are you can only take a maximum of three playoff games from the 2019 championship run. You cannot take more than three. Otherwise, this would probably just be an exercise in picking games from the championship run. You also cannot take two games from the same series. So, for example, if you wanted to take games from the Washington Wizards series in 2015, you could not take both game one and two. You would only be able to take game one, the Grievous Vasquez skipping game, for example, uh, or the shimmy game. That's what I meant. Uh, either way, hopefully the rules are clear as mud to everybody. Does everyone, you guys have any questions about how this is going to work? Mm, no. Are you going to be become a monster? No, no, I'll try to be nice. <laughs> this is a celebratory podcast. I'm not going to be mean. Uh, we, we will get the people to vote on which one, uh, which who they think should win. So keep an eye out for that on the on the Twitter. We're going to put a poll and everything like that. Uh, but no, I'll be nice. I promise. It's a happy day. There's nothing bad we're talking about. It's playoff games. We love the playoffs. We're probably going to be talking mostly about very fun playoff wins. I will not be in a mean-spirited uh, position today. So uh, glad that we've gotten that taken care of at the top. We know I can be a monster for these things. Uh, before we get to the draft, of course, we have to determine the draft order. And I'm going to do so with a trivia question posed to the two of you. Whoever gets closest to the pin on this question will get to determine the draft order one through three. Lots of power will be in your hands. And my question to you both is... Over the course of 2014 to 2020, the Raptors played in how many playoff games total? Whoever gets closest oh. wins. Katie, I'll let you go first. Wait, when did you start? Till when? 2014. Oh. 2014 to 2020. Yeah. So how many total playoff, playoff games, games total. played by the Raptors in that time. Jeez, dude. Um, 150. <laughs> 150. All right. That's Vivek, right. you have a chance. <laughs> That's what do you think is the answer? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm going to say about 70. <laughs> You're both incorrect, but Vivek is less incorrect. The correct answer is 86 playoff games played by the oh. Raptors between 2014 and 2020. I mean, Vivek was much closer. I'm yeah, really I mean, panicked. it's fine. <laughs> they went seven a lot, Katie. I understand you going on the high end. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it seems you know like what? a lot Some of, of them series felt were interminable. What was that? Games worth. Some of it felt like 150 games worth. You know, that's entirely yeah. fair. A game, yeah. uh, game one uh, against the Cavs in 2018 definitely felt like 150 games by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something tells me that game's not getting picked here today, uh, unless we want to get <laughs> sad and uh, introspective. Uh, so we're going to get into this. We're going to fire it up uh, and start the draft up. We're going to do the first two rounds on today's podcast before doing the final three rounds on tomorrow's. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Indeed, who are the place you need to be going. If you are hiring, they are fantastic, and they help you get a quality shortlist of candidates to make your life easier when you're hiring. Indeed is the job set that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post screen and interview all on Indeed. 
Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests then add your must-have requirements so that you only pay for applications that meet them. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. That's Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Before we continue on here as well, we got to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar who are making the best tasting protein bars money can buy. I love Built Bars. I've been working out a lot lately. I've been going for bike rides and the Built Bar is a wonderful thing to have before I go for a bike ride. It doesn't weigh me down, doesn't make me feel full, but it gives me the energy and uh, the protein I need to build muscle and all that fun stuff. They have nine delicious flavors. Of course, they have limited time flavors that appear on their site from time to time as well. Get in on the action. Get yourself a mixed box, for example. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Get to choose your favorite then order a full box of whatever flavor. I highly recommend the mint brownie, for example. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs, and they're covered in 100% dark chocolate. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your first order. That is the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at builtbar.com. Before we get into part one of the draft or round one of the draft, we will uh, just remind you that we got lots of stuff going on for the NBA playoffs coverage. If you want to go hear about the Phoenix Suns making it to the conference finals, you can do that. And our road to the finals on the NBA channel is brought to you by McLobe Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Thank you for supporting our playoff coverage here at Locked On. All right. We are ready for the draft. Round one is on tap. Vivek, you have the distinction of being the man who will determine the order of the draft. One through three, we're going to do a snake draft format. So the third place vote uh, pick will go th- uh, third and then fourth. Have back-to-back picks. Uh, actually, no, I'm changing that on the fly. It's doesn't Snake draft doesn't work with just three people. It's fine. Uh, so Vivek, you get to determine the order. One, two, three, and we'll just repeat that order five times through. Uh, what do you want the order to be? Wow. Um... I think I got to do this last time as well, and I gave Katie the second pick. So mm-hmm. we'll change it up. I'll go first. Sean, you can go second, and Katie can wrap it up. Okay. Sounds good. So, Vivek, Sean, Katie. All right. Big V, you're on the clock. You have the first pick in the Raptors playoff game since 2014. Playoff game draft. I just said playoff game twice. I'm very excited, you see. Uh, what's your pick? I am picking the title clinching game. Uh, Kyle All right. going off, Pascal with the 26, the title clinching shot over Draymond, Fred going nuts, the celebration after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that game. Yep, that's a fair pick. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a very good one. Uh, I don't think it would have been my first overall pick if I'm being totally honest. We'll get to my pick in just a second here. But Katie, do you have any thoughts on not getting Game Six of the cha- of the Finals uh, on your list of, of games here? No, it wasn't on my list. Oh, interesting. Wow. 
I'm fascinated. I think we are all going to take very different approaches to this. So this is very exciting. Uh, and I'm trying to get in the head of Katie to maybe try to snake picks ahead of time. But maybe I shouldn't because I'm not trying to be mean today. Uh, <laughs> so game six against the Warriors is your first pick. A noble selection. Kyle going off. Uh, of course, it was the anniversary yesterday of that game. It is the anniversary, the two-year anniversary today of the worst hangover I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, it's, it's good times all around. My pick I'm going to go same year, 2019. I'm going game six against the Milwaukee Bucks, the clincher mm-hmm. to move to the conference finals. You get the run in the late third quarter, spearheaded by Kawhi into the fourth quarter with Kawhi on the bench. Kawhi comes back in. He throws down the insane dunk in transition and puts the Raptors up, I believe, 87-79 at that point. I think it's something like a 20... What is it like 27 to 3, 26 to 3 run? It's wonderful yeah. stuff. Uh, really outstanding. And then I think for me, the best part of that game is Kyle Lowry at the end getting serenaded by the fans, the smile on Kyle's face when he realizes he's advanced to the conference finals or to the finals for the first time. It really actually kind of, you know, resembled what we saw yesterday with Chris Paul and Monty Williams, honestly, and their embrace at the end of the their series against the, the Nuggets. Just beautiful stuff. It's my favorite game of all time. I cried uh, doing a podcast in the arena after that game, just like looking at the floor as they were taking it all down. Uh, I went and my, my dad gave me $20 before the game when he came into the city to watch it. Uh, the first time he and my mom had left their, their backyard in Oshawa in like 12 years, uh, <laughs> came in to watch it at a bar they watched the game in the square i wrote a big thing about that it was lovely my dad gave me 20 bucks before he's like here buy yourself a drink if they win and i bought myself a pitcher and drank from the pitcher afterwards it was very very wonderful uh <laughs> so yeah that's my pick any thought katie do you have any thoughts on not getting this game are you upset to not get this game or is it again not on your list uh it's not on my list Wow, I'm, I'm very, very. Vivek, was this going to be on your list? Are you upset to not get this one? Yeah, absolutely. This this was uh, second behind the championship game, so I think it's a really good pick, and you could pretty much, I think, you know, flip a coin in terms of how your emotions played out in either of these games. For me, it was the championship. For you, it was this game. So fair mm-hmm. enough. Yep. Uh, we move on to Katie Heindel. Katie, I'm very fascinated by what your pick's going to be here. What do you got? Um, mine's the last game of the Sixers series because to me it was very meaningful that the Raptors finally made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. To me, like I think that's when something very palpable changed. You know, up until then it was like, okay, mm-hmm. we could we could win the series. We'll be happy if we win the series. We'll be happy if we beat Orlando. We'll be happy if we advance like up to a certain point, you know, but there'd always been this like barrier, I think, of right. how far the team had gotten. And I think it also was like, you know, you had some fans, I think, who were like, the Raptors can win it all. Like people have won a lot of money because that season they decided to bet, (laughs) (laughs) believingly or not, that the Raptors would win the title. But I honestly do not think until they advanced into the Eastern Conference Finals, there was there was like that sense of this can actually happen wasn't there. Right. I think once that happened for me, it was like the final uh you kind of you hit this plateau and you saw out like this vista you'd never seen before you know because you just had never kind of gotten that high so i don't know for me anyway that was always like 
obviously the title's great, <laughs> not knocking mm-hmm. that, but there was something about that point. And I think it's just when like the, t- there was like a sea change and people, not just in Toronto, I think people everywhere started to actually look at the Raptors and think like, wait a second, maybe we should be worried about this team. There are, there are hints of this in what the Suns are doing right now, mm. which is also why I think it's like very top of mind for me. That's a good one. So you're just, are you just saying that the conference finals in 2016 doesn't doesn't count the same as the 2019? Obviously, they win the title in 2019, but like, do you not have those same feelings about when they, not to spoil other games, but when they won Game Seven against Miami? Like, did you not have that same sort of like, they've done no. it, they're they've made it through the barrier, or did you just realize LeBron's waiting there to to snuff? Yeah, because I think. Yeah. Like not to spoil anything about um, the territory we're going to get into, but because like that was still there, it felt very much like steeped in previous kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Like trials and tribulations. And if you were like, you were hopeful, but I don't know that anyone was that hopeful because it was still just like, this is the LeBron was like the insurmountable mountain. (laughs) Right, right. You know, and That's then I a... think it was different with this roster too, because it's like you had made this sacrifice with Demar being gone. So he, like, the team felt completely brand new in a lot of ways. Also, players, not just Kawhi, but like a all who hadn't mm-hmm. been there for that LeBron, like yeah. the LeBron failing years. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, we also uh, we haven't really even discussed that this game includes the most famous shot in Toronto Raptors history, Katie. Uh, it's kind of a I steal. I mean, I'll it almost take that, that as a, cons- a consolation, <laughs> but yeah, it's well, sure I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that game. I remember. I, I don't know if I've ever been as like stressed out while watching a basketball game before. I'm sure I have. I don't know, uh, but like just the. It was such a meat grinder of a game. And like Kawhi takes like 39 shots in that game. I think he goes like 16 of 39. And it's just like barely enough. You also get like the surge huge performance where I think he was second on the team in scoring, hit that big three over Ben Simmons and struck the pose afterwards. Um, I mean, God, Vivek, do you have any thoughts on game seven against the Sixers? It's a really damn good choice. Third overall. I think we've kind of hit the three best games off the top here. It's kind of gone a little bit chalk, but uh, any quick thoughts on game seven against the Sixers and uh, the fact that it is not going to be on your roster of games. No, I think that's a great pick as well. I think you said it right. Those are the top three games that that's what I had listed as my top three. Um, and that was third. I disagree a little bit with, Katie's reasoning because for me it was 2016 like when when they got to the conference finals there that felt like such a huge sense of relief for me personally um and that's why this one if it was like you know that eastern conference finals to get to the nba finals was huge um what i do think was really significant about this game seven was the fact that it got rid of the the ghost of that vince carter shot Right. Sure. Yeah. Like all the dynamics that went behind, like it being Philly and it being that game seven and it being that shot at the buzzer, like that, I think w- was the biggest significance of that moment to me. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's a phenomenal pick. I, I, I think between the three uh, games that we've picked so far, it just comes down to the personal feelings attached to each one. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, we move on. We will move on to round two of the draft in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season full in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. You can also do it for the other sports going on. You've got the Euros. You've got NBA and NHL playoffs going on. You've got UFC and MMA every weekend, it seems. Uh, tennis and Wimbledon's coming up. There's plenty of things you can put your money down on before the next pitch tip off face off whatever head over to bet online on your laptop mobile device or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up contest information bonuses whatever it might be don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on all one word l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n this is betonline.ag your online sports book experts all right, let's continue on. We will round out today's podcast with round two of the draft before doing rounds three, four, and five on Tuesday. Uh, Vivek, you're on the clock. What do you got for your second pick? For my second pick, I have the Raptors defeating the Bucks 118-112 in double overtime uh, in game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. And to me... That game was so significant in terms of the way things played out after that. Like, I look at, you know, Kawhi just sort of taking over right at the the very end. Um, And, you know, big picture, when you think about the Kawhi trade, it was about getting past that that place that you had never been before, right? And so you had done the Eastern Conference Finals. You had to get past that hump to sort of, you know, feel like vindicated by the trade. And so to keep the series alive, when you were on the verge of going down 3-0, Kyle Lowry is fouled out. Norm had a great game. He had 19, he fouled out. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was sort of a a very small beginning of off from Fred after that. Cause it was like, okay, well, these guys are fouled out. You have to play. And I, I think the freedom sort of just came on after that. And so I think to me, that was just, you know, when you talk about the story of that championship run, that is like a seismic moment. Yeah, I uh, you can't argue with that. I was not able to pick this game because I already had game six against the Bucks. But if I could have, I would have because it's awesome. Um, I said game seven against the Sixers was the most stressed that I've ever been watching a basketball game. I'm revising that to say game three against the Bucks actually was that fourth quarter after Kyle fouls out. I felt like it was pretty much done. <laughs> and yeah, just not to mention Kyle and Norm fouling up, but Marcus Saul playing the last like 19 minutes of that game on five fouls, like just <laughs> expertly and getting like rim protection help from Fred and Danny Green in the process just to keep him from picking up those fouls. It was uh, a batshit insane basketball game. Katie, do you remember your feelings watching game three against the Bucks? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually don't. Nervous blur. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think I do. Probably Mm. nervous. Yeah. I mean, if I could quickly add to the drama. So um, it was actually my friend's a wedding reception that night. Huh. And so we were at the reception and like everyone at each table has like a phone out with the game on and like we're half paying attention 
to what's going on with the reception. We're half paying attention to the game. Um, when it's dinner time, like no one's really grabbing food. Like it, it all sort of added to the chaos and like my mem- my personal memory of that game. Uh-huh. And, and, and I remember after the reception, like having to go home and write about it for at the time Yahoo and like pulling in all nighter, which I hadn't done. Uh, I don't want to date myself too much, but I hadn't done in a very long time. Um, and so, yeah, that was just a, a crazy, crazy night. Yeah, uh, a very, very good fourth overall selection, first in the second round. I am wait. up. What's up? Wait, wait. Was that? Mm-hmm. Wait. With You're talking about the series in 2018-2019, uh, the book series? No, no, like the, the one in the championship run. Game three when they're down 0-2. Oh, yeah. That is the championship run. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, that... Exactly. Thanks, V. Um. That game, I think it was that game. Uh, I was still working at MOPA and we had like an event that night. And then I left with a bunch of like the head curator who was this like older dude. And we went hmm. to this, what bar did we go to? Some bar like way out on Bloor West and in the basement was like a metal show had just finished, but they had the game <laughs> on a projector and everyone was just kind of sitting on equipment and like makeshift tables and uh, watching the game there. It was very intense, but it was really fun. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. I uh, Man, I miss watching games in venues where things are happening and there are other people. My God. Uh, anyway, move on. Excellent pick. And we move on to my pick where I am going to buck the trend of taking games from the championship run. And I'm taking a game that is very important to me. It is also a loss. I'm taking game seven against the Nets in 2014 a game that ends horribly of course with paul pierce being happy but it does feature i think you know some wonderful performances kyle's incredible amir johnson is like critical to the comeback you get the terrence ross steal and throw off of uh paul pierce going out of bounds to set up the final possession did terrence ross line up on the wrong side on the inbound play and throw up the throw off the court geometry maybe who knows who's to say but it was uh, that game kind of informed everything to come. It was like a, you know, it was a real sort of for Raptors fans, I think a re-indoctrination into sports heartbreak that I think only helped inform the years to come and only sort of improved the appreciation and, 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 you know, just amp that up, you know, by many degrees as the Raptors would go on to win games later on. So game seven against the Nets in 2014. Katie, I know this is a game that's near and dear to your heart as well. Do you have any thoughts on game seven against the Nets back in their first playoff run of this era? Yeah, I was going to say you totally um, took this because I talk about it a lot, but that's fine. I did not. I love this <laughs> yeah, game. This I is like about it a, a lot little too. bit Sean's moonlighting uh, <laughs> as Katie, but that's, that's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Vivek, do you have thoughts on Game Seven against the Nets? Did you have this on your board at all? Uh, I think this is actually a fantastic pick because. Thank you. Um, I actually, Sean, was hoping... I said it was a. You copied me. I didn't say it was a bad pick. It's on my list, <laughs> but you definitely like. I informed this pick. You can admit it. I did, uh, I'm not going to admit it because it's not true. We can have similar things we like. No, I'm trying to be nice, Katie. You're not bringing this. the uh, the, the competition in this. this. <laughs> okay, I'm just 
for the record, Katie has brought the competitive nature to the show, not I. Just so it's on the record for everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, on that competitive You are talking about how good my pick was. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a fantastic pick because I honestly, when I was picking my, my second choice, I thought that we might still be sticking with the, uh, the championship run picks. And so I thought I could pick this later. Obviously, mm. that wasn't the case because I would have loved to have the championship clinching game and this game seven as the two bookends. Um, so you've taken that away from me. <laughs> and it's a great choice because, again, when you tell the story of the We the North era, that is a massive, massive game to talk about. And you look back on, uh, of, of course, you have the attachment to the Terrence Ross deal. And uh, it sucks that Paul Pierce was the one to block uh, Kyle Lowry at the end. And it really sucks because Paul Pierce did not have a good game. And like no. all he had was that moment. <laughs> like Marcus Thornton outscored him. So uh, yeah, all of that was very frustrating. Amir Johnson had a very good uh, game. And so yeah, great pick, man. Thanks. I like the idea of on uh, Paul Pierce's uh, Hall of Fame plaque, the first sentence being Marcus Thornton outscored him. Uh, I think that would be good. Katie, <laughs> we move to you. The final pick of today's episode, the final pick of the second round. What do you got? Um, okay. I feel like I got to pick this now or else it will just get picked. So it's um, game five um, against the Pacers when Norman Powell had his dunk to win the game. Um. Mm. Because mostly because he flew, <laughs> he achieved flight. Uh, and I think like I was rewatching that to prepare for this. Uh, and I just remembered how thrilling that felt. And That's I think an amazing we pick. really hated the Pacers at that time. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, sick as hell of watching uh, Ty Lawson and Solomon Hill and the rest of the crew do things to the Raptors in that series. You're, you're damn right. We hated the Pacers by then. Um, did you watch back like the whole fourth quarter by chance, Katie? Like, did you, did you watch the full glory of Frank Vogel keeping the terrible bench lineup in for like seven minutes? I think I watched from like the eight, yeah, the eight minute mark on. Right. right. Um, and yeah, and that's what makes it even like, cause it was really also, messy and like there was a lot of turnovers a lot of back and forth you know and mm -hmm. um, it felt like fairly hectic it was the kind of game where you're just wishing for someone to what do what norm did which was like literally take <laughs> the game and the ball in their hands and just dunk it yeah yeah Be definitive. I, I mean, on the list of the many turnovers of course there was the one where drake clapped and rodney stuck his ear and forced one which was beautiful uh Vivek, let me ask you a question about this game. What was your reaction when Solomon Hill hit that three that was just after the buzzer uh, to close the game? Were you worried it counted? It was a long review, if I recall. Uh, what were your overall feelings when that, went, when that all went down? I think going into, like, this is the state of Raptors fans back then, right? Like, I think there was a sense of calm in me just because I was like, okay, it's a three-point lead. Even if they make a three, at least it's still a tie game. Sure. And and so um, 
I did feel initially it was a little bit late, but obviously there's nervousness when you go to a replay and then um, came down to the call. But yeah, I wasn't too stressed only because at the end of the day, it was only going to tie the game. Um, Right. But yeah, the drama of the entire game itself, like for Vogel to do what he did, the Raptors to go on that run. I think what's hilarious is we kind of look back and think, oh, wow, Norman Powell did such a good job on Paul George. And then it's like you look at the box score and he had 39 on like 20 shots. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And really the only one that did a good job on Paul George was Frank Vogel. So, uh, yeah, that I think that's a great pick as well. Another one of those where it's like if you're trying to tell the story of the We the North era, it's got to be in there. So well done to Katie. Yeah, excellent pick. Uh, the Raptors don't win that game. They lose that series. Uh, I don't think any of the good stuff in the past five years happens. It's uh, probably torn down at that point. Uh, so, yeah, very glad things transpired as they did. A wonderful pick by Katie. We are now through two rounds of the draft, which means we're at the end of today's podcast. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to round things out and we're going to dive into rounds three, four and five and make our selections uh, before putting it to you, the listeners, to determine who has the very, very best of all of the, uh, the, the the lineups of games. That's what I'm talking. I, my, my brain's not working and putting words together properly, apparently. Uh, before we wrap up this part of the podcast, Vivek, Katie, uh, I'll start with you, Katie. Anything you want to promote? Um, no. All right, now. All right. Read Basketball Feelings. Uh, <laughs> Vivek, anything you want to promote? I want to promo Katie. Katie does amazing work and everyone should read her. And I'm a big fan. Everything that she does at Basketball Feelings is awesome. Everything she does at Dime is awesome. Everything she does with Dishes and Dimes is awesome. And so uh, I would like to promo Katie. Wholeheartedly agree. Let's promo Katie more often, huh? Uh, Everything Katie does is great. She's beaten ESPN to the punch on stories about soft tissue injuries by three months. Uh, Katie's the best. We love Katie. Uh, I love the both of you. Thank you so much for, for being here on today's episode. We got part two coming up tomorrow, uh, which would be very exciting. Until then, uh, please subscribe to rate review and support the podcast any way you can. Also, we are now just eight days away from our draft lottery watch party on Zoom next Tuesday, June 22nd, starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have some fun guests. We're going to give away some prizes and trivia. We're going to react live to the draft lottery results. Results. It's going to be a ton of fun. And the way to get in is to donate $25 or more to either the Indian Residential School Survivor Society or Islamic Relief's Palestine Emergency Fund. Or if you want to donate to both, that's also totally wonderful and acceptable as well. Very excited to have you in for the show on Tuesday. And so please go to my pinned tweet to get all the details and send me your receipts and you'll get your spot secured and you'll get that Zoom password on the night of. Uh, That's going to do it. We will talk to you again on Tuesday with part two of the Raptors playoff games from 2014 to 2020 fantasy draft. I got to find a better name for that uh, before I post this podcast. But thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Bye bye. (laughs) 